0: Well, that was possibly the most laboured opening yet. said the actress
1: to the bishop? No? No. No? Doesn't make any sense. How about no. it said the, said the actress to the midwife? That makes perfect sense. Of course it does. You see? It's all about timing. Hello, Gav. How are you? I am fine, Uncle Gav. I am also fine, Auntie Gav. Ah, uh, beer. You, you haven't poured that very well, have you? No, I haven't. No. So, here we are. It's beer o'clock. Etc. etcetera drunken time travel I'm Irish Gav, he's English Gav you can get in touch with us at drunken time travel at gmail dot com and also at drunk time travel on the Twitter Or at Facebook at Facebook never yeah. not funny Our famed tedious drink beer today is Flying Scotsman which Gav has unsuccessfully poured. I
0: I think you find it is now in the glass. Therefore, poured. <laughs> it wasn't in the glass before.
1: Where was it? It's in another glass. <laughs> Were you pouring it in zero gravity? Oh, I wish. Saw so an article today on uh, how to drink coffee in space without burning your face off. Don't drink it at 98 degrees. Fahrenheit or Celsius? Celsius. Okay. Don't throw it in your face. Don't throw it in other people's faces. These are the signs that are in space. Use a strap. <laughs> Do not throw coffee in your face or other people's faces. And there's little diagrams of people's faces with a, with a red X through it. So here we are in the middle of a heatwave, and we're yes. going to be talking about the frozen ice tombs on Telos. Yes. It's not really going to happen. Is it not? So we're in the summer, we're doing this, followed by the abominable snowmen. Followed by the Ice Warriors. Yeah. Perfect time. You know what the show is, guys? It's cool. Ah, uh, no comedy. So, do you want me to do my synopsis? Yes,
0: please synopsize this kind of synopsis thing. Just rearrange those words.
1: Go. First episode of The Tomb of the Seabramen. <laughs> Minutes after finding out about her dad's death, Victoria takes her mind off it by being shown around the TARDIS by her new kidnappers. Meanwhile on TELUS, a team of archaeologists finds an entrance on the side of a mountain, but the doors are electrified, killing one of the team. The TARDIS lands and the travellers arrive. For once though, they manage to convince everyone they had nothing to do with the recent death. The archaeologists say they're here to find the remains of the Cyberman who died out centuries ago. SEE! WE TOLD YOU THEY DIED! Pafton funds the team, and she's accompanied by Toberman, her silent manservant, and Kleeg, who is not at all evil. Viner and Parry are the team leaders. Remember that? I'll be testing later. The Doctor uses a device to check the doors are safe, but gets Toberman to open them anyway, because he's not stupid. Inside are control panels, switches, levers, and a sealed hatch leads below. If you go down the hatch, turn to page 23. The Doctor opens more doors using levers and logics. Take that, Vulcans! But since this is a Doctor Who story, they decide to split up while Clee tries to restore the power, thanks to a clue from the Doctor. In one of the other rooms, Victoria, Viner and Vafton, sorry, Kafton, find a Cyberman-shaped sarcophagus that seems to be used to revitalise them. In room two, Jamie and Dead Meat find a control panel which Dead Meat operates. A hypnotic magic eye pattern appears to transfix the men. The doctor runs in just as Cyberman appears in front of the pattern and a gun fires. Dead meat is, well, dead. Test of the epistory. Who are the leaders of the team? Answers on a postcard to Drunk Time Travel Second. Do you think that would get to us? Do you think it would get to us? What what a world it would be if it did. Test it. (laughs) Much more to send a postcard to Drunk Time Travel England. Yeah. You don't even know your own address sometimes. Never mind the postman.
0: I know my own address. You just forget your key.
1: Second episode. <laughs> the Cyberman disappears and the Doctor works out this is a testing range. Mm. Dead meat got in the way. Victoria finds a small metal creature and picks it up. The Doctor checks his 500 year diary and finds that it's a Cybermat. She puts it nearby because, well, what could possibly go wrong? After the death, the expedition is to return to Earth, but the rocket ship has been sabotaged. Sabotaged and will take days to fix. This is what happens when there's no competition. Since they're there, Cleeg attempts to open the hatch with the right sequence but only succeeds thanks to the Doctor's sneakily pressing a button. Everyone but Kaftan and Victoria go below and find a large chamber with rows of frozen Cybermen in mint condition. Captain drugs Victoria and shuts the hatch, trapping the others down there. Cleeg uses more of the control panels and melts the Cybercycles. Viner tries to stop him and is shot for his trouble. Klee reveals he and Cafton belong to the Brotherhood of Logicians. They have great intelligence but no power. Like Mensa, I guess. He is there to get the Cyberman to ally with him. And oh, this always goes well. Victoria wakes in the control room at gunpoint. She's not having the best of days. Luckily, the Cyberman has escaped her bag and attacks Cafton. To show her gratitude, Victoria shoots it. In the tomb... The Cybermen free their controller who crushes Cleek's hands. You belong to us. You shall be like us. Moral of the episode, Cybermen are the hipsters of the galaxy. Episode 3. The Cybermen reveal the tombs were a trap. Only intelligent people could get in. Uh, Are are you sure? Anyway, they would be then converted into Cybermen to invade Earth. That's like the laziest invasion ever. We'll just go to sleep weird while you come and find us. Cleeg isn't too thrilled to know he'll be the first. Who could have predicted that? Everyone. Meanwhile, the only rocket repairman in town followed them down into the tomb to use smoke to distract the Cybermen. Yep, last episode story with Daleks and mirrors, this is Cybermen and Smoke, trying us soon for the ice warriors and rabbits from Top Hats. They all managed to get back to the control room just in time despite the Cyber controller trying to drag the Doctor back. They've left Toberman behind though, if only he'd said something. While kept prisoner in the testing range, Cleeg takes the weapon from the target Cybermen. Not wanting to actually go above, what with the frozen joints and all, the Cybermen get the Cybermask to go instead. The expedition is surrounded by them, and instead of stepping on them, the Doctor puts an electric cable between them. Just then, Cleeg comes out and points his gun at the Doctor and fires. Pew pew pew. Moral of the story, if you're going to imprison people, don't do it in the gun room. Episode 4. Showing he's not the best marksman, Klieg misses and hits one of the others. He opens the hatch and demands the cyber controller come down. He opens the hatch and demands the cyber controller come up. This controller and Toberman, who definitely isn't a Cyberman now, emerge. The controller is low on power and kleeg says he will give him power if he helps him, which he agrees to with his cyber fingers crossed. Put him in the sarcophagus and the Doctor and Jamie tie it shut. But the cyber controller, once powered again, breaks out like it's cardboard. Which it isn't. Who says it is? Toberman knocks Kleeg out at the behest of the controller. Kaftan fires on the controller, but his wings are like a shield of steel. For his part, he kills Kaftan. Toberman isn't enamored by his mistress being killed, so he beats the living shit out of the cyber controller. The doctor, Jamie, and Toberman go below to neutralize the cybermen who have returned to the tombs. Klieg has also sneaked after them and tries to revive them, saying he'll be the controller. It goes well until he's killed, and then the Cybermen are refrozen again. With the ship repaired, they can go back and the Doctor re-electrifies the doors on the control panel. But what's this? A Cyberman still alive? The cyber controller says that they will survive. He's a big Gloria Gainer fan. Justifiably, Toberman shuts the door on them, electrifying them both. They all leave as the lonely Cybermat moves along the ground. Moral of the story: there are more resurrections in episode four of Tomb of the Cybermen than the Bible. So that was not. So that's not. This is one of the missing stories, you know? Until nineteen ninety one and then oh. they found the four episodes. In in Hong Kong. So it's the earliest complete
0: transfer. Was it on story. holiday?
1: On a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Did it have a good time? I don't know. Did you not ask him when you were when you when we had it on? No, I didn't know it was on hold You didn't like to make conversation.
0: Hmm. I hate talking.
1: I know. Weird. So, yeah. So, this was was four episodes for us to actually watch. That was good. It was. It won't happen again uh, until some time from now.
0: Is there another complete Trouton story?
1: There are many complete Trouton stories, Uh, but not in this series. In future series. In series six, the only one that isn't complete or doesn't have animated episodes is the space pirates.
0: I can't remember that one. I don't believe. So, the Cybermen. Yes. Yes, uh, the, the first thing I didn't know about this episode. Yes? Is that the Cybermen like putting their faces everywhere.
1: Do you mean... They like sticking their faces up against things? Or do you mean they like putting their insignias on things?
0: Well, I imagine what they do is they paint the faces, put it against things, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they get the
1: insignias everywhere. Oh, I do hope that's true. <laughs> we have been, we have been, uh, we have been sorted out. Yes, it is time for us to put our faces on things. <laughs> I have the paint. <laughs> Robert, come get your face painted. <laughs> and there's, they're all being painted silver, except one guy who's been painted like a tiger. <laughs> he's got his face painted like, like he's at the circus. That is, of course, Robert Cyberman, who, because we won't be seeing the Daleks for a year and a half, <laughs> it will be our new Daleks, Dave. <laughs> Let's see what... Adventures Robert gets up to in the future. We probably should have a sketch to do with Robert Silverman now at the end. Maybe next time. So as we mentioned, well, I mentioned in the synopsis, they they died. They said they died out centuries ago. Yes, uh, they actually put a figure five hundred years ago on it, I believe. And yet, and yet, but they haven't said when this is set. No. Although I did read somewhere it was set in like 22-something, which is just bollocks. Surely it would have to be set 500 years after the 10th planet. At least, yeah. And when was the 10th planet set? I have no idea. 1992. Or 7. It was in the 90s. Mm. Didn't you notice that uh, Ben was singing Groove is in the Heart all the time? <laughs> didn't you know Shakespeare's sister in the back. Jokes we should have put in then. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, so the visited Telos.
1: Yeah, it's very hot, isn't it? Uh, the, the city of Telos. Yes. Ah, uh, it's very hot, isn't it? Yes. Which is. I mean, in here, not Telos. Yes. <laughs> it is very hot in here. I know, but this is where the
0: Cybermen live in the middle of like a desert place.
1: They do. It's a desert planet. When you, when you, there, maybe maybe there was lots of things there, and it was all great until the Cybermen came along and just died. Apparently the Cybermen mm. colonised Telos before Mondas blew up. Is this a uh, future continuity? No, this is continuity that they had a line for but didn't put it actually in the show. So Mondas blew up but Telos didn't. Telos is their planet. Lies! Well, we return to Telos again in the future. So there were Cybermen rooms. Yes, in in, the,
0: in this tiny little cave that they lived in. They didn't live in a cave. Don't make everything a cave. <laughs>
1: Everything's a cave in Doctor Who. This is not a cave. It's a quarry or a cave. There's suppose a quarry in the in their Cyberman house. They had a room. They had they had the bathroom. The the the, 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 the dining room. The drawing the, room. The training room. They had a training room. They had a revitalizing room. I'm just wondering what other type of rooms they have. Do they have a cafe? That no, poor but to being one of the. Uh, You know, remember the last episode, the Daleks were, uh, you know, trying to find out how to... Is that why they were trying to, you know, make Victoria Eat? Were they trying to work out how to manage a cafe? Because they knew they had this Mm. deal going with this Mm. government.
0: No, they wanted to get in on the the Cyberman stealing the Monopoly, the cafe business. Yeah. Interesting concept. It's
1: it's like Mm. a uh, food court. They have a food court there. Daleks Mm. have a bit. Monoids, obviously, they... uh, they have their own select cuisine. What did they have? Chicken, mainly. Chicken. It's all the same. It's KFC. Yeah. One started KFC, yes. That's what it stands for. What do the Daleks have? Are they Burger King? It stands King? for what? Are they Burger King? The Daleks are not Burger King.
0: They're McDonald's. Yes. Because? Of Dalek's Tea. Dalek's Tea works
1: at McDonald's. Do keep up it,
0: But is Dalek's Burger King and uh, Dalek's Steve got a bit mixed up? And went to work at Burger King, not McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Alex Steve's the one who's mixed up. Dalek Steve's not the one who's been drinking. Well, this is true. Anyway, we're not talking about Dalek Steve.
1: No, stop talking about Dalek Steve. Mm-hmm. I it just is. wanted to know, you know, if there were other rooms, maybe they they could have seen, you know, maybe a, maybe a Cyberman art gallery, but there's no art because they can't appreciate it. The, there's there's obviously cringe. the comedy club. It's obviously the comedy club, yes. Game, Poetry Jim. recital. Spot the difference. Competitions. <laughs> You're getting confused between rooms in a house and a puzzle book. <laughs> You're doing this a lot, aren't you? I mean, I, I asked see. you the other day hmm. the, uh, what, where the where the bags were, and you said in the word search. On page twelve. Have you checked the index? I always mm-hmm. check the index. Gotta have a photocopying room. Gonna have a room where the superman can photocopy their butts. Who would they know whose butts? <laughs> they would. They would put it in the puzzle room. Uh. Spot the difference. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I think
0: that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did think even more this time than previous episodes. The, they are the original Bane. Half the time I couldn't understand what they were saying. I know you said you could, but I
1: couldn't. I could understand every single thing they mm. said. They were mumbling fuckers. No, I could understand everything they said. Because you were like to me, oh, I can't understand a word they were saying. And then they said something and I told you what they said. And you mm. like, I heard that one. <laughs> you heard that one. Yeah. For you. <laughs> it was the one before that, I didn't hear. Well, I have words, you know, to, to remind it.
0: Uh, okay, they were mumbling like fuck. I think it's just you and your tinnitus. Coping. I might have perfect vision, but my hearing's shit.
1: What? You word. I do think there should be more freezing and thawing of the Cybermen. Yeah,
0: how many was there? Five?
1: I think because, you know, they weren't being captured in this story. Like in... Years past when they were there, they were captured and released, capture released. So they thought, instead of doing that, they'll freeze and deep breathe and unfreeze the Cybermen. Yes,
0: yeah, so we can't keep doing this, we'll have to come up with a new
1: stick. So, yeah, I'm surprised the Cybermen didn't just, just explode at the end of it. But yeah, as soon as they mm. were, pretty much as soon as the Cybermen were unfrozen, they went back into their tomb again, for some reason. To rejuvenate. To to, re- cons- to conserve their power. Yes, I don't understand that. Because they don't have enough power. Were they not connected to the power while they were in there? No. Isn't that what you do with your phones when you when you put it in? No, the, that, that's in what your, the imagination is for. Couldn't Wh- they combine the are, two? Which it's is only one, one slot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it can only do it one at a time. They're a bit rubbish, aren't they? <laughs> If you're not charging, you've got to go back in the freezing right, train. I've got
1: this elaborate plan that's going to take hundreds of years. The only problem is we'll have no power when we come out of it. <laughs> but I can not see that being a
0: problem. I think the uh, the not having any power came about as a result of the explosion of Mondas. Didn't didn't sort of imply that? Does it say that... The- I'm sure it did at some point. Mondas exploded and, and as a result they started running out of power so they went into freezing
1: hibernisation. I thought they just did that to get people to come in and they would kill
0: them. And they left the trap as well. They were multifunctional. Hmm. I'm pretty sure somebody said that at some point.
1: So here we have another one. Is, is this, is this hmm. the first time someone making a deal with the Cyberman? Uh, I
0: think it is actually, yeah. Nobody made a deal on the moon, did they?
1: They they just arrived and killed everybody. There was Tenth Planet, no one made a deal, and then the moon base. Yeah, they just turned up. No, they just turned up. So this is the first person trying to make a deal, which would become a common thing. Mm -hmm. But then we've just had someone making a deal with the Daleks. Yes. People should stop doing this, it's never going to work. As we will find out. But it's always hilarious when they do. Let's that one. I
0: already
1: mentioned it. Okay. Have we mentioned that as well? Auntie so on to the guy that's making the deal, I'm trying to. Eric Kleeg. Mm. Yes.
0: Eric. Yes, touching on what was mentioned earlier. Yes, he is the bad guy. He, he just did not know when to quit trying to uh, make a deal with the
1: uh, Cybermen. And uh, you may try and make a deal with the Cybermen once. And they're mm. not going to go for it You don't keep coming back Because mm. they're going to know They've got the upper hand yeah. It's like trying to sell something To, mm. to cash converters you, mm. d- you don't keep coming back Because they're going to know You're desperate <laughs> it rem- it's, yes. it's reminding me of a, of a Cyberman version Of uh, The Apprentice now Or Dragon's dead. Mm. Same person coming back Every season I <laughs> <laughs> love to say that <laughs> What do you have to pitch us now, Eric Cleek?
0: <laughs> I've come to pitch you the same as last year, but Mark 2. What is different? It's called Mark 2. I now want double them, money. Eh? What do you think of this, Robert?
1: I'm Ro- sorry, Robert. I cannot hear you. I have painted my ears. <laughs> Robert, stop putting, putting your face on everything.
0: I'm not... I can't see, I'm just walking into the walls.
1: <laughs> so, the cigarette gun, which we only noticed just in the last watch. It's this same yes. gun that I mentioned that uh, Mr. Cleek appropriated. Mm. But when you looked at it at the barrel end, it just looked like a series of cigarettes mm. just all uh, in a circle. Oh, and they were all primed at the. Uh
0: the filter end, yes. ready to shoot into someone's mouth so, yes. I will kill
1: you with cigarettes kill you. what the gun does you see it lights the <laughs> cigarettes and then fires them into your mouth <laughs> Where you, where you will die from. in 50 years <laughs> where you immediately become addicted to cigarettes that is the long game you also have a coffee gun mm-hmm. do they have a beer gun
0: no oh, fucking evil bastard <laughs>
1: No, if they had beer guns, they'd be frat boys. Which than not. No. Cybermen no. So are many things, but frat boys are not one of them. So, uh, Eric Kleeg was in the Brotherhood of Magicians. Not the Magicians. Brotherhood of Magicians. Yeah. That would tie in with the whole uh, smoke and mirrors thing. And lead perfectly to the next one with the rabbit in the hat. Yes. He just wanted the Cybermen to help out with his magic tricks, is that what you're saying?
0: Don't, it's starting to make a bit more sense now. We're getting a bit of continuity
1: going here. <laughs> they, they were going to help with the disappearing act. I don't know if mm. the Cybermen would be very good in the magic circle. Well, they're not going to tell anybody, are they? Well, well Toberman certainly isn't. No, he's dead. Yeah. Is so it, the Cybermen, it, for dead. that matter? <laughs> Again? <laughs> There's just one Cyberman who isn't. So speaking of mm-hmm. Toadman, who's a mute muscle man again, in the yeah. story after Evil of the Daleks, and they're both mm. ethnic, couldn't they have like, done something a bit different? A big sumo guy? A big sumo guy would have been different? Yeah. yeah. A tiny
0: little dwarf? have mm. been different. Wouldn't to do much, but... Well, they have, a, gonna,
1: they will be in uh, in Talons of Wang, China. Mm. In Lord of the Rings.
0: But yeah, was there... Uh, Tobman is the, f- the first person that saw recovered from cyberisation as I'm calling it. <laughs> 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 so it Cyberconversion.
1: <laughs> is is he yeah? Well there's been, been two this. episodes before. There's been this and the moon. base. Has anybody undergone cyber conversion yet? Yeah, I think he's probably the first. Is he the first to undergo and the first to recover? Well he didn't he didn't Fully become a Cyberman. Mm. I think there's only the only person I can think of that's fully recovered from being a Cyberman. Well, not fully recovered, but is uh no Samus. Oh, you're thinking of him? No, no, I'm no. talking about there's. Well, they died afterwards, but there was. <laughs> in one of the David Tennant episodes, there was there was a woman who became a Cyberman, and then they were able to talk to her in the Cyberman suit. And he said, "Yes, my name is Sally. And, you know, I'm a mother and that kind of thing."
0: Oh, yeah.
1: There's no one now that's really. become like a Cyberman and then then mm. talk like a human again. But at least he started. He was he office. was going to become a Cyber Controller. Tell James Corden in that episode. But Because of the power uh, of love, yeah. it's a curious thing. It's not. It makes a grown man weep and another man sing. So anyway, <laughs> yes.
0: Speaking of Toberman,
1: his uh, his mm. mistress Kaftan, Middle Eastern, mm. uh, uh, a, a coeval woman. Coeval mm. woman. She offered fifty pounds to the first person who would open the doors to the city. Now, given the fact that this is mm. centuries after the Tobelmann uh, became extinct. Fifty pounds isn't that much. You, you don't know the exchange rates. I do know the exchange rates. I no, don't. I do. What I'm other? Shaking your head on what you on radio rarely works, now. What other? <laughs> what is the exchange rate? What well, between a pound and a pound? Yeah, it's one to one. What about a future pound to a past pound? Uh, I'd need to see the future past. Cause I need the uh, the almanac from Back to the Future too. And you don't have that with you? I don't have that on me right now, no. I have that ne- one. I do in my ideas. Back to the Future <laughs> podcast. Disclaimer, we don't do a Back to the Future
0: podcast. We may do in the future. We don't know.
1: <laughs> We're not going to.
0: <laughs> Our alternate p- versions in the
1: other universes are doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just not this version. We also have a Doctor Who podcast in the alternate universe where it's a success. Ah, uh, comedy. So Viner, the uh, the, the uh, one of the other people in the team, the yeah. deputy leader, I guess. He was a very good scientist. He said, "This building's alive." Yeah, he's the best kind of scientist. Was he a scientist? He was a scientist. Okay. He was the one. You don't even know he was. He was the one no. who <laughs> who insisted everything had to be noted down and recorded.
0: Oh, I am. Yeah, Mr.
1: Leader guy. But he wasn't the leader. No, he was he was He wasn't the bearded guy, he was the other guy. He was insisting on the way things. Yeah. He was also Mr. Mr Optimism. Oh we're going to die. It was Mr. it was basically Droopy. And he was Droopy. Hello. So the archaeologist team itself, um So it consisted mm-hmm. of basically well, Lino who was the coward, a villain, a villainous, scientist, adventurer, and muscleman and various others but uh, you know just seem to be a very archetypal team not a vertical archaeologist team no but you know it wasn't you're, time you're, team you wasn't. haven't got the
0: digger the bonescaper, the duster
1: the candlestick maker
0: mm, and the golfer Gordon it might have been called
1: Gordon I do like the idea of future archaeology though you know, an archaeological team in the future looking at Cybermen in the past—that kind of thing. this there's,
0: there's always going to be archaeology, unless all
1: history disappears. It's not going to. Well, there was the. Well, at the end of the universe, it will. Well, no! The, at the end of the universe, there'll be nothing. There'll be nothing. You know, the past will still be there. It's just the future won't. The only time there won't be any past is at the beginning of the universe. Well, that is correct. So if you're in a space archaeologist, you shouldn't go to the start of time. But but, at, but at the end of the universe,
0: there will be nothing to archaeology about. <laughs> <laughs> there will be nothing to archaeologise. <laughs> because everything will be gone. Everything. There will just be a net zero blanket of nothing.
1: This isn't the science first rule of archaeology is that nothing, according to to Viner, nothing must be touched until it's been described and recorded. Yes, nothing. Nothing at all. So, Mm. not even the door. Oops.
0: (laughs) No. But unless they did actually uh, describe and record the mountain face, and then, all right, we can bomb it now.
1: (laughs) We can bomb it with a big bomb.
0: (laughs) We have described and recorded it. We can bomb it. (laughs)
1: Although the Cybermen don't seem to really go with this archaeology rule. Because I didn't see them loading and describing things. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't see many Cybermen with notebooks, basically.
0: But well, they weren't archaeologising
1: That's what I'm saying. Although it would have been fun if there wasn't a Cybermen at the back with a the, with the notebook. they be noting things down.
0: Maybe there was one.
1: Just because we didn't see it doesn't mean it's not there.
0: Maybe the Cyber Control was doing it and it yeah. was passing
1: the notes telepathically to everyone by his giant cranial brain, mm. which we single-handedly failed to mention until now. Yes. I
0: have described and noticed that, uh, that person there shooting. him. Yes,
1: the cyber controller was about seven foot tall. I think that was just his head. <laughs> just his head. And it just had a giant eye in it. Oh wait, that was the Monoid statue from uh, <laughs> from the art. I forgot. Yeah, it
0: it was a bit like an egg on his head, wasn't
1: it? I oh, yeah. didn't you hear uh, Jamie singing you've you, you got an egg on your head? And we are put it. <laughs> Just like the, uh, what do you call that guy who had, what do you call that footballer who people would sing, you've got a pineapple on your head? Uh, if nothing else, um, <laughs> yeah, the cyber controller, if he gets, you know, if he's, if he's out of speech... And he gets annoyed that he can just throw his, his head at them. Because he doesn't need to carry rotten eggs to the speech, you see. I'm saying he just throw his egg. Is his head rotten? Yeah. Ah, oh, so I am. <laughs> it works out well. <laughs> I wonder how long it takes him to cook his head. Does he have an egg timer? Probably well? a long time down in the uh,
0: the cyber uh, freezing vaults.
1: Here, listening to Drunken Time travel. It's quarter past the hour. It's time for the.
0: Beer
1: into So, the reason we chose Flying Scotsman is twofold. Yes, because. Threefold, actually. Yes. (laughs) We couldn't find anything else. I was going to add that one in. It says Scotsman. So, that's Jamie, you see. Yes. And Flying. Do you want to take
0: this one? Yes, because apparently at the start of the episode, they uh, they tried to imply that the TARDIS was actually flying when it was landed. Well, they didn't actually show this. They tried implied it with uh, all the archaeologists watching it land off screen.
1: So, you can see this is intricately linked with this story. I don't know why people haven't uh, seen so, this with the story. Yeah, so he was flying. There. Yeah, Jamie flying. So how
0: is the beer anyway? I quite like the
1: beer, actually. But I am partial to, to the darker kind of beer. I don't like a dark beer. This beer is named, off, obviously, after the uh, famous train. And was brewed specially whenever the, tr- the train was put back to the National Railway Museum in New York. So it's not named after the uh, strip club in London? No. there There is one. But the strip club that doesn't actually mention it's a strip club until you go <laughs> yes. in... and then they're a bit coy about it (laughs) and make you pay (laughs) The strip club that you're standing around drinking beer like it's a bar until a woman comes over and asks everyone for a quid because she's going to do a dance that um, one?
0: yes (laughs) but anyway I don't have a problem with this beer at all it's a nice beer it's a bit fruity
1: I see it says yes, it's just spicy. I don't know it was. It has yeah. spices in it. I wouldn't say it was spicy. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it
0: says uh, keep a taste out for the raisins <laughs> for the raisins in it.
1: Which uh, it says look out for the raisin, like spiciness. It doesn't say yes. keep a taste out for the raisins in it.
0: Well, I was looking and I could not see the raisin thing so I tried tasting for it instead.
1: How much does that work?
0: Uh, yeah. I, I can taste it more than I can see it and how does how does that imbibe you then it does not imbibe me I imbibe it how does how is the libation then it, it goes fine I'm, I'm certainly not going to write to my own house about it <laughs> the house of Mortok
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> no, alright it's nothing special I forgot the name was the doctor's house back to the story then I think we're not going to recommend this one.
0: Uh, I'm not.
1: Are you? Well, if you're not, I'm not. We can disagree. We 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 could give it half a sticker. We could give it (laughs) half a sticker. (laughs) If you'd recommended it, I might have said yeah, but if you're not, I'm not
0: going to. I'm I'm certainly not going to seek it out, but I wouldn't refuse another one.
1: Is there any of our beers that we've done where you would refuse one? (laughs) (laughs) Possibly not. No. (laughs) And we haven't even done Bud yet. So the Doctor That's time. The Sidon Men know his ways. We're gonna be doing Bud at some point. The Cybermen men know his ways, apparently. They remember him from the moon base, isn't that nice? Yeah. So this is set five hundred years after the moon base.
0: Yes. Data can be stored for quite some time. Maybe they're it in DNA. It's
1: not the science, Gov. The doctor's also four hundred and fifty years old, he says. Okay. So it's a good thing he has a five hundred year diary
0: he's he's gonna have to get a new one soon.
1: it's gonna give him gives him somewhere to write down about cyber maps, even though he's never seen one before mm-hmm. and it, and it gives him somewhere to keep notes of puns
0: no he's he's
1: never been filmed seeing one but he didn't know what it was he just read he said well it says here's a cyber map what, what you just wrote it down and <laughs> forgot about it Are you gav <laughs> it could it could be also, in his four, 500 year diary, is, is a no doubt but is this some kind of synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> no idea what this means. We'll <laughs> find out when the last episode of Doctor appears. Along with I Don't Know My Name.
0: Well, uh, again, the Doctor. What, going back to the cybermats, when he, he were telling Victoria, weren't he? Yeah. That there were cybermats, and uh, she asked him, well, I will they're them, that's what they are. Because he's never seen one yeah. before. Because <laughs> he doesn't know what they are. Yeah, but, but again with the, the not explaining things.
1: Well, he didn't know what it was because he was like, uh, "I shouldn't touch it if I were you." As if uh, I don't know what it is, but don't touch it. <laughs> so obviously she's like, "Well, I'll put it in here then."
0: But he acted like he did know what it was, but he wasn't going to tell him because he hadn't got time, like he always does. I'll tell you later. But he always does.
1: There's a nice bit of uh, Jamie and Doctor bit.
0: Yes, With there was. The... Just as they were going into the uh, tomb. Yes.
1: Whenever, as if the doctor thought he was holding Victoria's hands, but it was, it was Jamie's. Yeah. It was a good comedy, Jamie Doctor moment. You know they didn't even tell the director about that. They just mm-hmm. did it because if they told, if if they'd worked that out beforehand, apparently. Then the, then the guy directing it wouldn't let them do it. I watched a documentary about the making of it and they didn't like it. and Jamie and Victoria didn't seem to like the director at all, by which I mean Fraser Hines and Deborah Botley. For it is day. Mm. Well, they were the directors? Yep. They didn't like each other. That's
0: not very good for a director, not liking themselves. <laughs> I thought they had to do
1: that. There no, There's a bit at the start yeah. as well where uh, Jamie says to the doctor, you should uh, make sure it's a smooth takeoff. Yes, that was good. And the doctor was like, Smooth takeoff! Smooth takeoff! Well, and
0: Yes, and uh, that was a very good comedy moment as so well. I cannot disagree with that.
1: And he had a cape.
0: Uh, oh, they doctor it.
1: Yeah.
0: When was that? Oh, my God! I cannot remember the cape.
1: He put on a cape for about half the episode. Missing it. <laughs> How did I miss the cape? Haven't you not noticed the cape? That was the best part.
0: Because
1: it was black.
0: It looked like his jacket. It was just a it bit bigger Matt and Smith. flowing. It was Matt Smith
1: you'd have noticed. You'd be like, oh, I wear a cape now. Capes were cool. Because it's Patrasir, oh, it's just he's not wearing a cape.
0: Maybe, maybe not. What's your point?
1: My point is moving on from that. Since I was just <laughs> having a conversation <laughs> with myself, the story happens because the doctor wants it to, basically. Entire story happens only because of the doctor. They were gonna go home right. after the first person was electrocuted, but then he got them in. He also got mm. them to got them in. Down. He showed them how to get into the other two doors. Mm. He showed them how to get into the tomb. He showed them, oh, them how to up oh, 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 freeze, oh, oh, freeze them. <laughs> it was all down to him, which is great if he manipulated things, but he didn't. But he didn't really. And people died. And I could see the point if if they destroyed the Superman or something, but they just ended up being frozen again.
0: Yeah, and then they decided to leave it. It briefly looks, enabled for any other adventurers to come and die yes. in the future.
1: I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I really, really, really like the story, but it doesn't make too much sense when you think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't even me just reading into the, the doctor when you know knew these things. It, it's quite clearly implied that he knew what was going on. Mm.
0: But it, it just likes showing off a bit too much. And he was like, I just wanted I'm to see so what was happening. than that. You wanted
1: to see if someone would die? <laughs> <laughs> You're not, are you? Have we got one note for Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing...
0: <laughs> I made no, nothing uh, to say about Jamie. So, Victoria? Yes, I was talking to the doctor earlier on. She, she, no, he sorry, was telling her that he's basically a time traveller travelling through space. And she goes... Well, that must make you what really old, basically. Because why does that make him old? Just because he <laughs> travels through space and time. I don't know. If anything, he was,
1: but
0: you know, sense. It, it just happened that it was quite old, yes. <laughs> but it could have been thirteen. <laughs> Probably not, but, but there's just no logical reasoning there.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that myself. <laughs>
0: And then later on, when uh, what was she called the uh, the evil mistress? Cafton. Cafton. Yes, that's it. I don't remember her name. She wasn't wearing a cape. The evil cape-wearing mistress Cafton. Yeah. Yeah. She she was going to feed Victoria. Why why are people trying to feed Victoria?
1: I don't know, but she wasn't feeding her very oh. much. She just oh. gave her like like an uh, oxy cube. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> gave her a food supplement or something. Which she then rejected after claiming she was hungry. I mean, did. I'm
1: hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. Here, have this small, tiny cube. Oh, I'm not I'm not surprised. It's not really going to make any difference, is
0: it? It, it could be packed full of nutrients and being just a job. I imagine it is. Being future time period set. I do not know
1: if there was a cake.
0: Well, yeah. Did it remind her of uh, the Dalek field or something? Did the Daleks make her many oxo cubes? I don't know what they made her eat. I don't. <laughs> Did the Daleks <dogs> make <laughs> food? They no, were making her eat something.
1: <laughs> I can imagine the Daleks made, made a lot of omelets. Were they making her eat the flying beast outside? Because the, they could have got those uh, attachments to make omelets. We're talking about Daleks again. There's an awful line where, uh, where she screams and the American guy Hopper or whatever his name is. Hop him yeah, it. he says, uh, you scream real good, Vic. Says, oh, fuck. That's all I have to say. Mm. That's not my time. But he said that too. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's as relevant as the talking about Dalek's food. If there's anything we do,
0: it's irrelevance. Yeah, but uh, it's, I don't think Vic... She, she wasn't really given that much to do with this episode, was she, Vicky?
1: Wasn't given much or to Vic. do? No. She shot a Cyberman. She shouted to people. Yeah, if you ask me, she was given more to do than Jamie. Really? Yeah, I don't think Jamie did very much at all. Made had a couple of funny bits earlier on, but then he was hardly around. Well, then, she probably did a bit more than Jamie, actually. Yeah,
0: but Jamie was invited along with the doctor the and doing all doing doing stuff. Doing stuff. Yeah. Whereas Vicky was just like, just try and stay there out right of harm's way. But she actually got in harm's way.
1: I think it was very much a Doctor mm. show, was. Oh, yeah. Why were the Cybermats called Cybermats? I <coughs> can't work that one out myself. Because they went over mats? I don't know. No. But I'm thinking the lone surviving Cybermat
0: at the end. Could probably do with a
1: spin-off. Spin-off. I was mm. thinking he could have be been the uh, c- companion. Could have been a new companion on the TARDIS. That
0: could play. But with the be being the centre of the episode, instead of the doctor. Come on my adventure. By the
1: way, can I have a lift in your tat? Oh, <laughs> well, I also want to have a computer mouse that looks like a cyber map. I'm sure you can get some. <laughs> I'd be surprised if you couldn't.
0: He <laughs> said it would be really weird if you couldn't. Somebody must know it somewhere. I'll be able to make one. But they also... They, they, I, they seem to change size as well. Or during the episode, there were two different sizes, yeah yeah at at one point, well, at most points there seemed to be about the size of palmy around. there were two different sizes. I only ever saw one size apart from one that ran up his chest
1: there were two different there was there was the one the size of the palm and then there was the one that was slightly bigger that the the, the seven men put up the uh, put up the runway to go up to go upstairs. that was still the size of the hand though. No, because they held it like that. They held it with their hands and so it was was bigger. They deliberately made two different sizes.
0: I never noticed that. It looked the same size to me.
1: Maybe it was wrapped in a cape and you didn't notice. Maybe. Maybe the invisible size-reducing cape. Pets for the Cybermen? Because, you know, the the Daleks had the Slither, so I'm thinking Cybermen thought they should have a pet as well.
0: Ah, so they're doing the reverse. Whereas the Daleks were trying to get in on their uh, restaurant
1: business. Yeah, the, the Cybermen are trying to get on the on the Daleks' pet yes. well, I I actually think I not Dalek would have a pet's Cybermat
0: here. I don't
1: know. I want to know what the meeting the Cybermen had with his age. What we, we, what we need is a Cybermat. Really? Is what, that what, what we need? What's a
0: Cybermat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just found it written in this 500-year-old diary that I found
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, circular logic. <laughs> so, yeah. this, this story had the had a Great Cyberman theme, didn't it, yeah? Yes. Yes, it did. Should we let people hear the Great Go Cyberman yes, theme? Uh, let's let them hear it. <laughs>
0: didn't they apparently use it in the previous episode as well? In the Moonbase? Yeah. They did
1: a bit. Not as much as this.
0: Though. Oh the, well, yeah, this was all the time. So.
1: This was like the uh, I Am the Doctor music. Great sets as well, I thought. Yes, all three of them. I mean, they actually mm-hmm. had sets where they had stairs mm-hmm. and, you know, where the men were in tombs and things.
0: And I, and I did like how, as say, it was Pretty much like a bottle episode, if you like. <laughs> from, all the, <laughs> from all the sets they had to build. It was, it was all... Well, I said, it, if you like, it was all set in a pretty confined space, but everybody was just really confined within this tomb. I see
1: what you're saying, but they do Which, that all the time. The moon base was all set in that confined moon base. It didn't feel quite as claustrophobic.
0: What <laughs> that word as this, though... <laughs> fair enough this had a more claustrophobic feel to it
1: interesting this is also one of, this was one of a, a favourite of Matt Smith's yeah. as well this story is it? indeed yeah apparently phoned up Moffat after yeah. watching it and they talked for ages about it I'm are a big fan of the uh, second Doctor who isn't guys? <coughs> the first Doctor Jamie Cyberman Jamie and the Magic Talk him as well so my quote yes let's answer the quote <laughs> is a nice little bit thing where uh, the Doctor and Victoria actually talk about her dead dad and it goes thusly
0: You probably can't remember your family
1: Oh yes I can when I want to and that's the point really
0: I have to really want to to bring them back in front of my eyes the rest of the time they, they sleep in my mind and I forget and so will you oh yes you will you'll find there's so much else to think about to remember Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing.
1: Nobody in the universe can do what we are doing. I quite like that. Mm. There are many quotes I could have used. Yes,
0: but we do uh, uh, tend to.
1: We do tend to work our quotes and then decide which which two we're going to use, basically.
0: Yes, and the one that I eventually settled on uh, was the doctor explaining his brilliance, basically, to the Mr. Evil guy. How does it go? It goes,
1: does it. Doctor, you seem to be very familiar with this place. Oh, no, not really. Um, it's all based on symbolic logic, the same as you using computers, the opening mechanism for this door, um, an ore gate, you call it. Yes, yes, I, I can see that, but how did you know in the first place? Oh, I use my own special technique. Oh, really, Doctor? And may we know what that is? Keeping my eyes open and my mouth shut oh did I. That's why I chose it. I want that in a shirt. Get it. Okay. What are your What are your thoughts on this episode? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's yeah. a It's a classic story.
0: It, it does help. All four are uh, available for. Uh, so it's on DVD for picture viewing, for moving picture Just viewing. Just don't
1: uh, think about it too much. But yeah, it, it flows well enough. Great, great Doctor story. I don't think companions had too much to do. Jamie certainly. Well, the the decent mix of characters. Yeah, I think the problem was there was Coming a lot up. of other characters they, they you know they needed to show more, but, but it, I could, but I could, it could have it done with more com- more ve- very stuff. Stuff, I don't know. So yeah, next week you're doing the Drunken Time travel Science on cryogenics, apparently. Yes, I am. And then,
0: then I'll be doing <sighs> the synopsizing of the Abominable
1: Snowman. Yes. Yes. Look forward to that. So for today's quote we've got Howard Carter who discovered the tomb of Tutankhamun. This is what he said.
0: For the moment, an eternity it must have seemed to the others standing by, I was struck dumb with amazement and when Lord Carnarvon, unable to stand the suspense any longer, inquired anxiously, can you see anything? It was all I could do to get out the words. Yes, wonderful things.
1: Please find us on iTunes. Please rate or comment or like. In the meantime,
0: happy sleep time, everyone. Well, what do you think? I don't know. I can't believe it. It's so big.